0: Blessings to you, my friend. This is Pastor McGee with Empowerment Ministries Christian Center, and you're listening to Empower the City podcast. I pray today that your hearts are blessed, minds renewed, and you are infused with the passion to serve God like never before. Blessings to you, and enjoy the message. Real quickly, verse 1, the Bible declares, it, it pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So basically, in essence, uh, the kingdom is broken up into 120 cities, basically 120 cities. And so he places 120 satraps or mayors over each cities. And then he has three governors that rule over all three of the cities there's something about Daniel that's so exceptional that the king says that I'm not just going to make him one of the governors over the 120 cities, I'm going to make him the man over the entire territory. So when we look at Daniel, this is something that I highlight in Daniel. I I think that Daniel was a man favored by God. Would you all agree with that? I, I believe that he was a man favored by God. I believe that The hand of God rested upon his life in such a way that he was often promoted above his peers. Can you say amen to that? Now, now, let's go dive a little bit deeper. Chapter number 6, verses number 18, the Bible declares, then, king, then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. Now, the context is uh, they set Daniel up, and he winds up being thrown in the lion's den. 19 says, At first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel. Servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. I would say that Daniel was a man who trusted God with his life. Watch this, literally. You know, anybody ever said that or heard somebody say, I trust God with my life. And I'm not going to doubt you for saying that, but literally he trusted God with his life. He was a man of God who relied completely on God's judicial system because he said, I'm innocent and and I'm not I'm not protesting. I'm not fighting and I'm not saying that you you, you shouldn't. I'm not kicking against any of those things. But he said, you know what? I'm really going to allow God to fight this battle for me. That's who Daniel was. Now, let's take what we've seen and what we've taught so far about Daniel and let's put it on the shelf and let's dive into where we've been for the past couple of weeks. Actually, since last week, we started a brand new series simply entitled, somebody Shall healthy habits, healthy habits. One of the resources that I've been reading is a book by a gentleman by the name of James Clear called Atomic Habits. Habits. It is a must-read. I'm telling you. I, I was I was listening to the audio version yesterday, and, and Charity was riding in the car with me. And she was like, "Dad, can you get me this book?" I'm like, "Are you serious?" And anybody know Charity? She don't really just like to read. <coughs> so if she wants the book, you might need the book. One of the thoughts that I really highlighted out of the book, and I absolutely loved, is this this thought here, and I paraphrased it. He says people don't rise to the level of their goals, they fall to the level of their habits. You want that book, don't you? Think about it for a second. My goal is to lose eight pounds of body fat, gain five pounds of muscle, that's my my goal. I, I I wanna lose about seven, Pounds of body fat, and I want to gain eight. That's my my goal. Watch this; it's on my vision board right now. Rip guy, I cut it, cut his head off, and put my head on there. <laughs> so my vision board, I see it, mother, almost every day. But me reaching the goal is not dependent upon the fact that I actually set the goal. It's good that you set the goal, but. You reaching the goal is not dependent upon you setting the goal. You reaching the goal is dependent upon you having a habit of eating right and going to the gym. One of the things that James says in the book as well, he says that championship teams don't spend the entirety of the game looking at the scoreboard. They spend the majority of the game Re-emphasizing habits that they've practiced for months. Because if we work on the habits, they'll get us to the place where we're... So we define habits as learned patterns of behaviors or attitudes that learn, so if you, you learn them, you can't unlearn them, is that right? If you've learned some bad habits, you can unlearn them, and by the same token, you can learn some new ones, is that right? So learned patterns of behavior or attitudes repeated so often that they become typical to a person. So this is where we ended last week's message. We posed the question, and, and this was your homework assignment: what are some habits in my life that God would like to change? And I tried my best to try to really steer you guys in a positive direction because it's easy to highlight stuff that I need to stop doing. But what I really wanted you to implement or to, to talk to God about was what are some new things that I need to start doing, that I need to make habitual. How many of you guys that were here last week? Y'all actually you you at least went home and asked God good good now out of all you guys that went home and you you asked God and you said how many of you guys actually got spoke something to you that you need to start doing that's good that's good so I want to help you with this and, and bear with me because this is a very difficult message for me matter of fact this series is very difficult and the reason being is because I'm having to teach while God is teaching me <laughs> So I love the kind of messages where I've, you know, I've been through that, you know, got the T-shirt, and I'm helping people with what God has already helped me with. I'm actually challenging you guys with something he's currently challenging me with. So, so this is what I want to add to the thought today. What are some habits that I need to implement in my life? This is a more important question. If you're taking notes, jot this down. If you're not taking notes, jot it down who would God like for me to become? Not just what he want me to start doing, who does he really want me to be? And this is why this question is important because the habits that you currently have support the person that you currently are. And the reason God wants to change habits is because he want to change who you are. And if you don't know who you're supposed to be, It won't make sense changing what you currently. Let's make it make sense. Daniel was a man, according to chapter number 6, verses number 10, that prayed three times a day. Three times a day, this man bowed his knees and he talked to God. So so let's make this real, real practical. Y'all pray with me because, again, I'm challenging you with something that God is He whooping me. Anybody know what it's like to get a real good whooping? I'm talking about like a real good whooping. I'm talking about (laughs) the—my son raised his hand. You ain't never had a whooping, son. I'm telling you, you have never really had a whooping. I'm talking about the kind of whoopings where you go pick out your own stick type of whooping, and if your mama ain't satisfied, she send you back out there to get another—I'm talking about them kind of whoopings. I'm talking about the type of whoopers where, you know, you you think you got a little stick, and she go out there and get ten of them and twist them together. I'm talking about, yeah. So, so again, I'm challenging you with something that God is whooping me with right now. So, three times a day, let's, let's make this real practical application. In difficult times, three times a day, Daniel got down on his knees, and he says, God, I trust you. In needy times, three times a day, he got down on his knees and he says, God, help me. In good times, three times a day, he got down on his knees and said, God, I give you the praise. In ordinary, boring, repetitious times where everything is everything, three times a day, he got down on his knees and he still sought the face of God. The habits that you currently have support support the person that you currently are. Daniel prayed three times a day. That was his habit. His habit actually points to, watch this, the man that's favored by God. It points to the hand of God resting upon his life in such a way that he's promoted above his peers. It, It points to the fact that that Daniel was a man who trusted God with his whole life. He was a man of God who relied completely on God's judicial system. This is what you cannot do. You cannot separate who you are from what you always do. Let let me, let me say it plainly. Habits breeds identity. Identity reinforces habits. Say it like this I was at a restaurant a few days ago, Um, my wife and I, with a couple, friend couple. And um, so, had a man, fantastic. What did we eat? Cafe New Orleans. Really enjoyed it. First time eating there, really enjoyed it. And then, of course, after after lunch, a lady comes and she says, Will you guys be having dessert today? (laughs) And so, my buddy, he says, I'm not a dessert person. I said, I won't have any today. (laughs) He identified himself as somebody, I really don't do desserts. And because he identified himself, embraces the identity as I'm not a dessert person, it's easy for him to say no to the cheesecake. (laughs) But look how I identify, I don't, I set myself up for the next day because I actually identified myself as somebody that's not going to have it. That means tomorrow I. Habits birth identity, but identity also speaks to habits. That's why is more than asking God, what do you want me to change? You need to ask him the question, who do you want me to become? Because the changes in my habits points to who he wants me to become, and the more I embrace who he wants me to become, the more energy that I have to change the habits that point to who he wants me to become. Can somebody say amen to that? So so, so, watch this, watch this for a second. I'm not necessarily dealing with prayer, but it's just interesting what goes on in this text. Here's the question for you. Think about it for a second. In difficult times, do you have the habit of complaining? In needy times, do you have the habit of taking things in your own hands and trying to be deceitful? In in good times, do you have the habit of taking credit? Well, I am, you know, pretty good at. In ordinary times, do you have the habit of losing focus? So what happens is, We'll look at a man like Daniel, a man whose the hand of God has rest upon his life. He, has, he often gets promoted above his peers, and we won't understand why he continues to be favored by God because we see who he is, but we don't see the habits that he constantly has. Hmm. Here it is. Identity births habits, but habits reinforce identity. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, what are you supposed to change? And then ask them, now who are you supposed to become? Because they speak to one another. If if I really wanna, it was just too easy for him to say no to desserts. So you know what I had to start doing, chat? God was challenging me. The reason it's hard, and and this is this is just my personal conviction. I, I don't necessarily have a thus said the Lord. I know sugar sugar's really not good for for me, for my blood type, for my body type. I I mean, if if I eat a sneaker, it'll show up on my nose. You understand? Sugar is just like that for me. So I've been trying to cut it out for a while, and I will go three weeks, no sugar, and then I have a fall. When I say, I didn't say a stumble, I said a fall. I'll go sometimes, I've gone as long as three months, no sweets, no sugars, no nothing. And then I fall again. And it finally hit me. I've never actually identified myself as a person that doesn't eat sweets. I've always identified myself as a person that's trying to stop eating sweets. How do you actually identify yourself? I to talked to a guy. Um, this was several, several years ago, and um, uh, he got—he he was getting high every weekend. He was getting high every weekend. He says, "Pastor, I want to stop." He says, "I'm not a, a, an addict." And basically, what he was—you know—through our conversation, um, I could see that he wasn't an addict, but he has a habit. Every weekend, he light up, and he says, "It's almost like you know when the weekend get here, I just—I just do it." So I start asking, I mean like, when it comes to this this weed thing, to this getting high thing, like, what's up with that? Well, he says, I only do it on the weekend. So he was saying, I am a person who only gets high on the weekend. I'm trying to stop, but I can't seem to stop. And the reason it's hard for him to stop is because he has self-identified that I am a person that only gets high on the weekend. I am trying to stop and I can go one week without doing it, but I'll fall the next week. The reason is because in your mind, your mind will not allow your habits to lie on your identity. I'll let you skip a week. And we may be able to front to everybody else But upstairs, you know we got to stay consistent about what we trying to, come come on, come on, come on. So who you say you are, who you embrace as who you are, we're going to perform habits that line up with who we say, God, I'm trying to help. God speaks to Abraham, Abram, and he says, you are a father of many nations. But Abram's habit is is that every time he gets in a tough spot, he lies. You know the text. Is this your wife? No, that's my sister. For real? Two times back to back, he get in a tough spot and he lies. Why does he lie? Because he's not embraced the fact that I am chosen of God. Come on, somebody. And I don't believe that God would lie concerning what he said in my life. So instead of me acting in fear that somebody's going to take my life because my wife is so beautiful, I identify myself as somebody that's protected by God because God has spoken a word of my life, and I can't die until that word comes to pass. Can you say amen? So God starts taking him through this process to change his mind about his identity, and when he changed his mind about his identity, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to embrace the new you. What's sad about that? Spiritually, you are a new creature with an old mind, and because you have an old mind, you still got the old habits that you're trying to break, and you self condemn yourself because you know just enough scriptures to feel bad about. Ask your neighbor, who are you for real? Matthew chapter number 3, verse number 17. The Bible declares, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son. KJV says, beloved son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the father speaking to the son, Jesus. And this is what Jesus does. Jesus embraces the identity that I am a beloved son. So when, because he embraces the identity that I am a beloved son, when something comes to try to contradict his identity, it's his habit to override the temptation because the habit of falling, come on somebody, will contradict that who, the identity of who I have embraced. So the Bible declares, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the, with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points, Jesus was in all points tempted like as we... Are but yet without sin. Why did he not have the habit of sinning? Is because he embraced the identity of a son. Come help. Matthew four and three. The tempter came to him and he says, "If you are, if if you if you are, now what you gonna do? What you gonna do with that? If I am the son of God, I've already embraced the identity that I am the son of God. Are y'all with me in this place?" If you are the son of God, tell these things. I ain't got to say, I ain't got to do nothing because it ain't a matter of if. I know exactly who I am. Hmm? Yeah. So watch this. Here's another, another um, habit that Jesus had. Uh, Matthew 14, 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he was just dis- while he dismissed the crowd after he had dismissed them he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray by himself this was a habit that Jesus had that he would minister and then he would send the multitude send the disciples away and he would spend a long time with the father why does he habitually pray because his habit of talking to the father matches his identity of being a son to the father Do you know who you are? This is a good question. What are some habits in my life that God would like to change? Here's a better question. Who would God like for me to become? So, man, my wife and I, we had a phenomenal, uh, we went on a, when when did we go see? That was Family Night Tuesday, right? We went to go see, uh, what was the name name of the movie? Overcomer, highly recommended. Highly recommend it. And and I'm like, I'm not like a, I'm not a mushy guy at all. And I really don't like drama m- movies. I got enough, I got enough real drama in my life. I do not want to go to the movies and cry ever. <laughs> I can think about my own life and I could just cry about some things. <laughs> I like the kind of movie where a guy comes in the door with one gun. Kicks the door in. And you got a 100 guys with machine gun. And he misses. They miss miss it, miss it, miss it. And 10 minutes later, he's standing and everybody else dead. (laughs) Give me some action. Give me some thriller. So I did not want to go to the movie. And I know it's a Christian movie. And that's why I felt bad for for not wanting to go. Because I'm thinking, mother, I don't want to cry. And they're going to make me cry. And I don't want to cry. So I. It was a good little husband and took my wife and my family. And I was was absolutely, you need to go see that movie. You need to go see it. We need to go see it. Maybe we need to make it a movie night. Yeah. We're going to try that. We're going to think about that. See if we can make that happen. This Tuesday... It don't start at 7:30. So if we make it a movie night, who going? 7:30? 7:30. Okay. 7:30 Tuesday. What is this right here? Cinemark. Cinemark. Okay. We on Facebook Live, they probably say I'm going too. So you <laughs> watch it. You better get your tickets before they get them. So, in in the movie it was it was it was amazing. This this girl um I don't want to give the movie away. But it's in my message though, 7.20. Be at the movie by 7.10, all right. So watch this, at the end of the movie, (laughs) okay, I ain't gonna give it away, but I will say this. One of the characters becomes a Christian Now, y'all already knew it's a Christian movie, so somebody gonna get saved, right? (laughs) Don't play. (laughs) Don't play. Somebody gonna get saved. So, one of the characters got saved, gave their life to Christ, and um, had a very, very bad past. And the person who led them to the Lord told them to go home and read Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2. And the character says, what I want you to do is write down Everything that God says you are in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 2. Now that completely blew my mind. why I've never thought of that before. And so so watch this. I, la- last night last night I, I was just thinking about a close and, and just thinking about this whole deal of identity because I' I've never, I've never made the connection of who you are is what you do and what you do points to who you are. I've never made the connection of identity and habits. So I went to Ephesians, and this is what I did. I wrote down everything that Ephesians chapter number one and chapter number two says that I am. And chapter one says, I am holy. I am blessed. I am chosen. I am blameless. I am a child of God. I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I am loved. I am marked by God. I am sealed by the Holy Spirit. I am God's possession. I am called by God. Chapter two, I am loved again. I am alive in Christ. I am saved. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. I am created to do good works. I am near to God. I am reconciled and I am a kingdom citizen. So, so, it hit me, it hit me. If for, for those of you all who went home and prayed concerning last week's assignment, there was some things that God asked you to shift. And the reason he asked you to shift it is because one of these elements is an element of your identity that he wants to elevate. And so the behavior change the habitual change speaks to the identity of what He wants you to be. So, here is here is the if if you want God help me if you actually want a true and lasting habit to change, you don't just tweak what you do. You have to think tweak who you are. I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm done. But, but I need you. I need you to hear me. So, in order for you to alter identity, number one, taking notes, write this down. You need to know who God says you are. Who God says you are? Yeah. You need to know who God says you you are. I, I I want y'all to. I just want y'all to help me just for a second. And this this is what I want you to do. You don't have to say it out loud. But I want you to make the confession to yourself. When you see it on the screen, make the confession to yourself. Say it. Says that's who you are. I need you to know that. Give me give me the Holy Spirit, you're welcome in here. Just just give me that real lightly. Watch watch this. My my, my son, whenever my son gets in trouble, or he does something that's out of character, or whatever. I always talk about the action, I always talk about what he needs to do. But there's never a time that i really discipline him that I don't remind him, you my son. Because just asking him to stop doing this or to start doing that is not enough. I need to speak to his identity. you my boy. We don't act like this because this is who you are. what you're acting like don't look like me don't look like what God is trying to take you so let me remind you about identity while we're trying to shift habits so maybe this is your homework assignment to go through Ephesians and write it down yourself I'm holy I'm blessed I'm chosen I'm blameless I'm a child of God I'm redeemed. This is the one that got me. I am forgiven. Because I don't know about y'all. Sometimes, I I know I'm the pastor. I know I'm a man of God. But sometimes the enemy still presses rewind of stuff in my past that I did and try to make me feel guilty and shame all over again. So you know what I did this morning? Got up this morning. I didn't get on Facebook. I didn't get on Twitter, Instagram. I didn't do nothing. I grabbed my notes. And I start reading, I am forgiven. Just in case you forgot, forgot Greg, and just in case you forgot devil, let me remind you, you're gonna hit rewind. I'm just gonna press play. I am forgiven. I am loved. All the stuff that you say I did that disqualifies me for who God wants the devil, I am marked by God and I am sealed by the Holy Spirit. I'm God's possession. I'm called by God. You don't deserve to be called. It don't matter he called my name. I am loved. I am alive in Christ. I am saved. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor stop struggling with your salvation. If you saved, you saved. If you saved, you saved. Well, I am saved, but I I keep doing this. Well, It might be that you keep doing this because you hadn't really embraced. It might not be that you ain't, it's that you just don't believe, because I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. You got to know what God says and then you got to choose to believe what he said. There's the power in it right there. I know what he says, I know what he says, but do you believe it? I tell myself, you my boy, you hear me, but do you believe it yet? Ran into a situation. Son, I ain't gonna owe you five, I'm gonna owe you ten dollars for this one, right? <laughs> Ran into a situation. I let my son do something that I just don't normally do. And when, when I told my wife what I was doing, she looked at me strange because she know that's not my norm. But I know my son getting ready to go off to college and a year from now, and, and I'm 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 testing liberties. I'm I'm testing liberties. So so I let my guards down and I let him do something uh, it's that I just don't normally do. And 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 the person that I let him Hang with, didn't do right by my son. <laughs> he didn't do right by my son, chat. And so I had to make a trip to Hattiesburg, pick my son up. And so when I got there, he, he's standing there, and my son is there, tell my son, get in, get in the car. So I pull a brother man to the side. I didn't cuss but what I said may not have been very pastoral may not have been very Christian I don't know I don't know God is still working I had some some strong words to say to him and I get back in the car and I'm fired up fired up and I'm with Karki and Karki clowning the whole way Karki like hey brother look like you kind of mad man you mad dog I'm like shut up I get home and I'm just, I'm just mean to Greg Junior, what you doing? I'm standing up, well sit down then, stand back up, I'm just being mean I'm just being mean, so I I go to sleep and, 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 you know, sleep on it, next morning I pull my son to the tape and I said, look at me man, look at me I said I was upset with you but I really, I'm really not upset with you, I'm mad with myself because I broke my own rule I said, look here man when you're wrong, I'm going to correct you. When, when, when something goes down, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm always tell you what's right. But let me tell you something. If I ever see anybody look like they're trying to hurt my son, but well, they're going to see another side of me. They're going to see another side of me. So this ain't the daddy that's always trying to beat you down. This is the, the, the same daddy that will correct you will be the same daddy. Y'all ain't saying nothing in this place. We'll be- I'm trying to get him to see, watch this, you my boy for real. And God says, you my boy for real, you my girl for real. Am I gonna convict you? Yes. Am I gonna put you in the right direction? Yes. But let somebody mess with my baby. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let let's, let somebody roll up on you Come come on, somebody. Let somebody try to handle up on you. I'm gonna handle up on them. Give <laughs> my jacket back. It's, <laughs> it's starting to get hot up on her. <laughs> somebody shout. I am saved am. Wow. Somebody shout, God got me. I am seated. Ooh, I, I want you to, I need y'all to go back and read chapter number one, chapter number two of Ephesians. Because just saying I am seated with Christ in heavenly places, j- just saying it, you have to read it to understand the power of that. Because in chapter number one, this, this is chapter number two where he says I'm seated with Christ. But chapter number one. It says that Christ is seated in heavenly places far above all principalities, powers, dominion, demons, hell, the devil himself. That's what chapter one says. And you know that's good to know that Christ seated up there, but then chapter two says, Hold up, you've been seeing yourself in the wrong place. Why Christ up there and you at his feet? Come on, somebody. And maybe the devil is on top of your head because you seated. But if you will readjust your thinking to what I said, I didn't say you at the feet of Jesus. You've been, oh, look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, you've been promoted. You've been, you I never said you at the foot of the cross. I said that you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And if Jesus is above the devil, guess what? You are too. Can you say amen? I am created to do good works. I am near to God. Somebody shout, I am near to God. I don't care how you feel, he says you're near to me. I just don't feel close to him. Well, shut your feelings down for a minute. Come on. My wife came to me, this was years ago. She said, honey, I just don't feel that you love me. I said, baby, do you know I love you though? Yes. I'm gonna work on the things that cater to your feelings, but when you feel this way, I just need you to know that I do love you. I am reconciled. This was the one that hit me as well. I am a kingdom citizen. I'm a kingdom citizen. Watch, Watch this, watch this. So, so. There are times when my big sis acts very bougie. And I'm telling you, it didn't just start. She's been acting this way all her life. Never forget, we were real, real young and my dad, he used to sell insurance. And, and so we used to go on these trips and all this kind of stuff. And we went on this, I'm talking about, it was very, very all expense paid hotel. I'm talking about, it just, it just looked, it looked rich. And I remember her and Jan just acting like, Greg, brother, settle down settle down. They change their talk. They change their walk. The reason they change their talk because their mind changed about who they were. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. When you receive, it's, it's, it God, it's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you can't see it, but that last one says, I am a kingdom citizen. When you start seeing yourself as the kingdom You act different when you see yourself different. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm coming to a close. I'm coming to a close. Somebody shout, you have to know it, but you also have to believe it. I'm done. You got to know. You got to know this. This is what God says about you. But the power in knowing is when you actually believe it. Because habits won't change and stick until you receive it. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Brother Tony, I'm not a sweet eater. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm not a sweet eater. I'm not a sweet eater. I don't need sweet. Look at my wife looking at me crazy. Because I'm talking about tonight. You know, my wife had a nerve to say just a couple of weeks ago. So she said, honey, I want some ice cream. I said, better i take you some ice cream. Uh, she said, you going to eat some? I said, no. Nah. She said, ice cream is better for two, with two. Did you say that? That was a devil, y'all. <laughs> Where my oil at? I want to help. <laughs> when you br- embrace identity, more than just knowing it, you have to believe it. Let me, he- let me help you with your belief system, and I'm out of here. Okay. Somebody shout, I got to believe it. Okay, okay. Jesus. Here's your homework assignment. I, I don't have it on here. I do, but I'm not going to show you. I'm just going to tell it to you. Okay. Here's your homework assignment. Okay. If you're one of the ones that God spoke to you about some habits that you need to either stop or start, the habits are a direct reflection of the person he wants you to become. So, so the reason it's hard for some of you guys to stop habits because you just see the habit for itself. I just need to stop because it's bad for me. It might be bad for me. I need to start because it's good for me. It might be good for you, but more than just being a bad habit or a good habit, these repetitious things point to who God wants me to be, because watch this, you don't rise to the level of your goal, you fall to the level of your, okay, so not only do I have to know who God wants me to be, I have to believe it, and these are four things I want you to write down that shifts your belief system, number one, and this is your homework, I want you to pray about this, I want you to think about it, I want you to talk about it, yeah, if you have times at the end of small groups, I want you to talk about it. If you have time, I don't want to interrupt the curriculum, but if you have time, talk about it. Number one, change what you say about yourself. Change what you say about yourself. Change what you say about yourself. Because watch this, your goal is to lose 10 pounds, and you go into the gym, and you get on the scale, and you're disappointed, and you open up your own mouth, and you say, I ain't gonna never lose weight and you have what you say. Change what you say about yourself. Number two, challenge what you let people say about you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, challenge it. Because watch this, you said you want your marriage, but you let people speak against your marriage. So, next time Mama and them got something bad to say about your wife or your husband, you said you still want to be with her. So, when Mama and them, Dad and them say, No, you ought to just leave him, you ought to just leave her, you need to challenge what they. Number three, you're going to need to switch your environment because there are some environments that are conducive to certain habits. I I, I doubt, I doubt, I doubt. If if your thing is is getting high, I doubt, I doubt that you're gonna actually light up in, in one of the small groups this week. I doubt you're gonna light up in a small group. I just doubt you're gonna do that because that environment is not conducive for that type of but there are some environments that are very encouraging for some habits that it's number three it's number four place yourself around people and things somebody shout things that remind you of who you are Or who God wants you to be. Place yourself around people. Things. That remind you. of Who you are. Or who God wants you to be. Okay. Let me give you a text. As soon as you're done. Let me give you a text. Proof what I'm saying. Now watch this. Abraham has a habit of lying. Two times he don't lie, back to back. So this is what God has to do. The reason his habit is inconsistent is because how he sees himself is consistent with what God says. So if he wants to change habits, he needs to embrace new identity. So God knows in order for this man to get to the place where I want him to be, he has to see himself the way I have seen him. So this is the first thing that I want you to do. Abram, get from around your father's house and kindred to a land that I'm gonna show you. He had to change environments. Number two, Abram, stop calling yourself, Abram, call yourself Abraham. Change what you say about yourself. And by the way, change what people say about your situation. Not only you stop calling yourself Abram, Don't let nobody call your wife Sarah. They got to call her Sarah. Number four, one, I shift environments. Number two, I change what I say about myself. Number two, I challenge what people say about me. Number four, I on purpose surround myself around people and things that remind me of where God wants to bring me to. Abram, look up in the sky. If you can number the stars in the sky, you'll be able to number the seed that I'm going to give you. Look at the sand on the shore, man. If you can number the grains of sands on the seashore, you'll be able to number the seed that I'm gonna give you. So I'm taking you up from among people because I need to change your environment. I'm changing what you call yourself. I'm changing what you allow people to call you and your wife. And finally, every day of your life, you're gonna be able to look at a physical sign of what I'm doing in your life. When we see Abram 25 years earlier, he's lying, he's full of doubt, Do he love God? Absolutely, but he has some inconsistencies inconsistencies in his life. But he kept on embracing these changes until he embraced his identity. And once he embraced his identity, he births the child. Habits support identity. But embracing identity Refines habits. There's some things that God wants you to change before you focus so much time on what he wants you to change. I want you to ask the question, God, who do you want me to be? Will you guys receive this word on today? Come on and give God a hand clap of praise all over this building. Somebody shout, I love you, Jesus. Shout, I love you, Lord. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, there are just a couple of things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, if this ministry has impacted your life in any way and you'd love to help us to continue to impact the lives of others, go to our website, empowerthecity.org and select Give Now. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. We'll see you next time.